Welcome to the Sandy Springs United Methodist Church Podcast, where we bring you weekly sermons that uplift your soul, strengthen your spirit, and praise the Lord. Whatever your reason for listening, we're grateful for you spending your time with us. May God open your heart to love and your ears to hear. Our gospel lesson comes from Luke chapter 24. Then he said to them, These are my words that I spoke to you while I was still with you, that everything written about me in the law of Moses, the prophets, and the Psalms must be fulfilled. Then he opened their minds to understand the scriptures, and he said to them, Thus it is written, that the Messiah is to suffer and to rise from the dead on the third day and that repentance and forgiveness of sins is to be proclaimed in his name to all nations, beginning from Jerusalem. You are witnesses of these things. And see, I am sending upon you what my father promised. So stay here in the city until you have been clothed with power from on high. Then he led them out as far as Bethany, and lifting up his hands, he blessed them. While he was blessing them, he withdrew from them and was carried up into heaven. And they worshipped him and returned to Jerusalem with great joy. And they were continually in the temple blessing God. This is the word of God for us, the people of God. Let us pray. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of all of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O God. For you are our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Friends, I have never been athletic. I'm not coordinated. I've never been a risk taker physically. In fact, as a kid, I was scared of any ball that was thrown at my face. My instinct was to duck and to cover and to run instead of to catch. So that pretty much rules out two-thirds of athletic pursuits. In junior high, when sports get solidified and young people start to join track teams or basketball or play soccer, I opted out. Instead, I joined advanced orchestra. What I lacked in volleyball skills, I made up for by playing a pretty mean Brandenburg concerto. So not only was I not athletic, I was decidedly uncool. In fact, I don't share this often Um, But I was able to graduate high school, fulfilling my PE credit by taking bowling by correspondence. I'm not proud of that, but it is true. (laughs) So being athletic has never been my calling. But then quite out of character, during my first year of full-time ministry, I found myself unexpectedly taking up running. I was 25 years old, fresh out of graduate school. And I was serving as an associate minister at a very large church. My specific area of ministry was serving with senior adults. There were many joy-filled experiences. There were relationships built. We shared meals together. We went on fabulous day trips. But over the year, there were also many goodbyes. My days became filled up sitting with families in hospice rooms, presiding over funerals, Driving to graveside. This is holy work to which I did and I do feel called, 
There's no greater privilege and ministry than being with people and families during these sacred times. But going from zero to 60 at 25 years old was starting to take its toll on me. The emotional weight of it, the grief and the goodbyes, they were heavy. So without planning or thinking, I found myself beginning to run. I was out for a walk one day and my head was spinning and all of a sudden my feet just kept moving faster and I distinctly remember telling my therapist uh, that I was starting to run. I was organizing my days around running. I had this almost obsessive need to move. I would get up early or rearrange meetings, find time to go home before an evening event and then get back. I felt like this was a really good way to manage my anxiety. I figured my therapist would be impressed that I was doing something constructive So I told her and then waited for her affirmation of me. Instead, she said, Kate, you need to be still. Do yoga instead. (sighs) Running, she said, is not bad in and of itself. But what you do with all those thoughts and feelings running around in your head isn't to just keep running. You've got to take time to sit and to be with them. Be still, feel, breathe, stop, wait, stay with your emotions. Stop running and start being still. Breathe in and breathe out instead of huffing and puffing your way through your feelings. Be with a goodbye. Loss is a part of life and we can't outrun it. Nobody escapes. Even Jesus doesn't escape it, and neither do his disciples. Today, we meet Jesus in Luke's gospel. He says to them that he has taught them and showed them everything they need to know to follow him in the world, saying, you are witnesses to the things I have taught. He reveals all the scriptures, the meaning of forgiveness and resurrection, the fulfillment of the prophet. And now, he says now, I must go. See, I am sending upon you what my father promised. So stay here in the city until you have been clothed with power from on high. Then he led them out as far as Bethany and lifting up his hands, he blessed them. While he was blessing them, he withdrew from them and was carried up into heaven. And they worshiped him and returned to Jerusalem with great joy. And they were continually in the temple blessing God. Today is what is known as Ascension Sunday. Christians from all over the world are commemorating the day when Jesus ascended into heaven. Jesus died on a cross. He was resurrected. He's taught them everything he is going to teach them. And now he's leaving earth in his human resurrected body. He says to his disciples, Stay here. Stay in the city until you have been clothed with power from on high. Now we know that the power of which he speaks is the gift of the Holy Spirit, appearing like tongues of fire, inaugurating the church. We will celebrate the birthday of the church next Sunday for Pentecost. We'll give thanks for the gift of the Holy Spirit. Wear red as we watch worship and join the Zoom party is a sign of the fire of God's flaming movement in the world. 
But the disciples, they don't know any of this yet. They have no idea of what Jesus is. All they know is that their savior, teacher, rabbi, friend, that he's leaving them, at least in the flesh. He's not going to be there anymore to teach or to answer questions, to create miracles, to feed and clothe and pray, to turn over tables, to forgive all manner of sins. And not only will they not have his earthly guidance, but now they are the ones, they are the ones who will help usher in his kingdom on earth. Now, I don't know what those earliest disciples were feeling, but if it had been me and Bethany witnessing Jesus ascend to heaven, I would have been filled with anxiety, needing to move and to do and to run and to outrun the uncertainty. But what does Jesus say? Stay. Wait. Be still and know God. Believe in my presence now and in the future, even as I am leaving you. Loss is a part of life, even life with Jesus. So in the midst of loss and uncertainty, the in-between times of Jesus ascending and the Spirit descending, Jesus blesses his disciples and us with that holy word, stay. That word takes on a whole new meaning for us today. As we follow stay-at-home orders, begin to venture out, but still stay away from each other as best we can. If you're anything like me, this word stay does not feel like a blessing these months into quarantine. All we've been doing is staying. I want to share with you this morning a blessing for Ascension. It's written by Jan Richardson. It was in the Wednesday email. My hope is you'll go back to it and read it and let it be a prayer and a blessing to guide you through this week, this time, especially when we're tempted to move too fast. It's called Stay, a Blessing for Ascension Day. I know how your mind rushes ahead, trying to fathom what could follow. What will you do? Where will you go? How will you live? You will want to outrun the grief. You will want to keep turning toward the horizon, watching for what was lost to come back, to return to you and never leave again. For now, hear me when I say all you need to do is still yourself, is to turn to one another, is to stay. Wait. And see what comes to fill the gaping hole in your chest. Wait with your hands open to receive what could never come except to what is empty and hollow. You cannot know it now, cannot even imagine what lies ahead. But I tell you the day is coming when breath will fill your lungs as it never has before. And with your own ears, you will hear words coming to you new and startling. You will dream dreams and you will see the world ablaze with blessing. Wait for it. Still yourself. Stay. We are living in a season of loss and grief. From the loss of graduations and vacations, expectations of what this summer would be like, 
the loss of worship experiences, and the loss of jobs and businesses and life as we knew it. Most tragically, of course, in our world, and our country, an enormous amount of lives have been lost. Our hearts should be heavy and troubled and grieving. In the midst of that, Jesus says the holy word, stay. Don't run. Don't ignore. My same therapist, 13 years later, still reminds me early and often to be still and know God. Feel the feelings. Slow down. Because my instinct still is to try and outrun the pain. As if I can just get ahead of it, everything is going to be change is part of life. And we are in an in-between time like those disciples. We know where we've been, but friends, we do not know where we are going. So much is uncertain right now. Jesus's word stay is a blessing on multiple levels for us. We stay physically apart from worship because doing so protects one another's lives, especially the lives of those who are most vulnerable. Because we are the body of Christ. And what hurts one part of the body hurts us all. We don't run back to worship because of our own desires, however good and well-intentioned they may be. We have to keep the whole and the common good in mind. And stay as an emotional invitation. We can't outrun the real losses we're experiencing. We need to feel them, reflect, adjust. And we can't run right back to normal to avoid the feelings or pretend that we know exactly what we're heading back to. We've got to stay with where we are, Jesus says, stay in the unknowing. Don't run too quickly back to pre-COVID life. There's still potential to do harm to others. Stay patient, Jesus says. And also know that what is on the other side is not what came before. We need to wait for the Spirit to reveal how we are to move forward in a new direction. But we do all of this staying, knowing that we are in it together. Whatever you're facing, grief, doubt, uncertainty, you have your SSUMC family with you because at our heart, that's who we are as the church. Not a building or walls, it's rooms as much as we love and miss them. But the church is people who live out the love of Jesus Christ with each other and with the world. We are with each other during times of loss because loss is a part of life. But because of Jesus, friends, so is resurrection. It is always on the other side. So we stay. We are still. We are patient. We worship and praise and pray from our homes, believing the good news that you cannot know it now cannot even imagine what lies ahead. But I tell you, the day is coming when breath will fill your lungs as it never has before. And with your own ears, you will hear words coming to you new and startling. You will dream dreams and you will see the world ablaze with blessing. Wait for it. Still yourself. May it be so. Thanks be to God. Amen. 
Thank you for listening to the Sandy Springs United Methodist Church podcast. We hope that you have found our podcast helpful and hope to be in ministry not only to you, but with you. For more information about Sandy Springs United Methodist Church, please visit www.ssumc.org. Until next time, may God bless you.